welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, back with a part two of a two-parter. I almost said that totally wrong, and then I didn't. But this is Knowing Us Half the Podcast, and I am Race Decanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. And we are here. Gina, you've been watching uh, debates, and Ooh, boy, do you feel I. like a better, per- a better person for it? Uh, I feel like a, I'm a better person than our current president, if that's what you okay. mean. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. See, I, I just, didn't I, watch the debates at all. And Chan, you watched part of the debates. So this is sort of like what our show is, but in reverse. I, uh, I, I set up this, uh, um, this recording and then I, uh, bounced and I came back after, uh, you know, 10 minutes and hearing Gina's voice. I'm like, oh boy, a, that must've been, uh, an absolute shit show. B, this episode's going to be an absolute shit show because it sounds like Gina wants to murder all of us <laughs> and all the things. And um, presumably uh, the forwards who wrote this uh, episode of G.I. Joe. Big pop forward. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, and, and of all the times to have a, a don't do drugs episode, because <laughs> uh, I bet a lot of drugs are being sold and consumed tonight by very sad Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're doing G.I. Joe uh, Deke Season 2, Series 2, The Greatest Evil Part 2. And Gina, this, of course, answers your question from so long ago. Who is that pimp-looking guy with the sunglasses in the intro of Season 2? It is the headman. And uh, uh, during the recap of the previous episode, and I caught this only on the recap, it sure looks like as they're handing that sack of, uh, uh, what is it, Spark? (laughs) Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're handing it over, it looks there's one brief frame where it looks like a ball sack. It looks like t- it looks like balls as he's handing it over. You and think I everything c- looks like balls, Ray? Yeah, this is I, true. In this, yeah, it hurts. First off, yes. Second off, also this. <laughs> See, I just want. I, I keep getting these targeted ads on Facebook for this crap you add to your drink that makes it sparkly. Oh, uh, it's just it's this? just what? like where's this? It, I want it. I'll buy it. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It looks delightful. Uh, Effortant. Uh, it looks it looks delightful, <laughs> but it's like you can get basically sparkles in any color. And then it shows, you know, happy women adding it to their champagne or whatever that <clears throat> that stuff that Ray's wife what, drinks. Uh, isn't frozen champagne, champagne already sparkly? sparkly? Frosé, no, it really adds the it really adds some sparkle. Uh, uh, and I'm not you mean gonna like lie, sparkles. You mean like flame sparklers? No, or like no, like like the kind of sparklers that are on my uh fake Halloween spider that I'm staring at right now. But uh uh, I, I, like this, the fact that they made the drugs in this sparkly, I think means they don't know their audience. Because if I was a kid watching this, I would be like, hold up. <laughs> Hold up. I thought drugs were just like ugly white powder, but you're telling me they're sparkly as shit? Put them in me. <laughs> Look, if all drugs were sparkly. I got to agree with Gina. I would have I would have gotten into drugs. Yeah, I'm not even like a big drug person, but if I was at a party and someone was like, you want some drugs? I'd probably be like, no, I'm good. I have a, a PBR or whatever. And then they'd be like, oh, it's pretty. They're pretty sparkly. Then I'd be like, fuck, yeah, I do want it. I believe <laughs> you've explained the uh allure of uh my little pony and bronies uh-huh yep oh boy that oh, checks okay. out okay yeah yeah I'm, I'm here for that 
I'm here for and that. And by extension, uh, people who have sex with stuffed animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I But yeah. I, I understood that appeal well, a this, long time ago. Aren't, aren't those the same people? Am I mistaken? And guys, I just took a I just took a screen grab and I've sent it to you in our in our illustrious <laughs> Facebook chat. Don't sit here and tell me that that sack is not balls. <laughs> hey, oh, oh wow, boy! That is... <laughs> All right, I concede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't just we we need, we now we need to both put this on the Facebook group and and at least tweet it out so that all of our followers can see it. I you know what yeah. the debates were tonight. This is the night we're recording it. Guys, pull back the curtain. We recorded on <laughs> we recorded this like a week ahead of time. And I am going to put this on both the Twitter and Facebook page with no explanation. I'm just gonna put it on there so people can see it. <laughs> and then they'll think, like, why did Ray put that picture of balls on the G.I. Joe page? And then they'll hear this conversation we talk about, it, like, oh, oh, that's why he put the balls on the page. I feel like people who are fans of our podcast and regular listeners would never wonder why you put pictures of balls on the facebook yeah. page yeah <laughs> you know you're making a good like, point right i don't now, think yeah. i don't think psycho andy and channing sherbet are sitting at home right now saying hey this is weird they're usually such classy folks and now there's a picture of what appears to be balls odd odd that one of them would do this <laughs> this is a okay, sad the commentary for those at home right now on our lives <laughs> the picture is is going up Next, with no 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 words attached to it, I have just tweeted out that picture of balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is I hope a, everyone has enjoyed it. Time release comedy, and I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. For, I can't wait for this to pay off a week from now, and then because I will have scrubbed this entire evening from my brain by oh, then, yeah. I'll say, "Why are people tweeting at me about balls?" <laughs> <laughs> why, why, am I right now? <laughs> why <laughs> i'm you gonna say it, it right to now. yourself weirdly enough i'll be i'll be the only one of the three of us to actually remember this when it comes to next week when this episode drops <laughs> yeah yeah Guys, I'll, so, I'll be like i'll be like why is why is mr retro mr retro ghost on twitter tweeting at me that raise balls look good <laughs> and you'll, be one and of those things. you'll explain it to me and, and i'll still not remember <laughs> you're gonna try to report to twitter that you're being harassed and they'll be like saying well <laughs> but what were you tweeting eh, little girl uh speaking they'll of be uh, right. uh, they will be right which is the saddest part of all true. of this i will deserve it <laughs> Speaking of deserving it, we got a five-star review on iTunes just in the last week, guys. Oh, uh, really? Yay. From Happy Dude on the Internet. Five Aww. stars. The cartoons are cool. The hosts are cooler. Oh, shit. Clearly not talking about me recording in my garage right now where it's 102 degrees outside. But the, po- <laughs> the point oh, is... Oh, that was such a dad Thank you so much. Oh, please. Like, that's not what I do on this show. Stop it. <laughs> Thank like you, happy dude on the internet, for the very nice review. I like that there's a happy dude on the internet. It He's even, the it only one. one. <laughs> it even some of it out. Thank you, happy dude on the internet. Uh, and also, it's probably a woman uh, no pretending one... to be a dude. <laughs> oh, dear. You should tweet at Ray about that, that his balls at some then. point. <laughs> Uh, thankfully, we have we've got our first like on the balls picture. 
<laughs> in fact, I'm guys, this is comedy for me, not for you guys. I don't care that this is a not a visual medium. I'm pinning this picture of balls to our profile. I'm doing right. that right now. Did you want me to did you want me to tag your wife? <laughs> uh, no, that that's only for ovipositor stuff. Now, we've got all the inside jokes out of the way. Let's go ahead and get to the episode itself because what last we left, uh Cobra Commander and Duke were going down because they've been crashed. Um and they, they, they end up crashing. It's it's great. So they end up uh, pushing the hatch to, to push the thing out, and then they jump out of the airplane to safety. But I don't think... Did I, we see parachutes? I don't remember seeing parachutes, really, any of the Deke era. Um, uh, no, so I think they actually did this time. Okay. I, I, I tuned out. Uh, Falcon and Cindy uh, have been captured by the headman, of course, as we know. A great mm-hmm. line here, as headman calls him G.I. Junkie. I'm here yeah, for that. That's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good nickname. Also, I didn't notice this last time, but if you're gonna be a drug guy, I don't think you should wear a cape. I feel like you, you should keep Whoa. a pretty low profile. I think those are the only people that should be wearing <laughs> capes. <laughs> no, but I feel like if you're walking, if there's like, you know, if someone's walking down the street and it's like, who all right, we gotta find this drug guy. Let's see. There's a guy jogging. He's wearing a jogging shirt and shorts. There's a guy dressed like Chan in a Hawaiian shirt and sh- and cargo shorts. There's a guy. Dressed oh, that's like- the drug dealer. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> There's a guy dressed like I wear Ray. Denim shorts. There's a, not- a lady dressed like. Oh, do you think that the drug guy is the guy in the cape? Wait like- a minute. You just. You just described how Chan dresses, but then you just said a guy dressed like Ray with no detail whatsoever. <laughs> I want to know what you think I wear. Uh, I would say so, some a uh, lion's jersey and uh, jeans that dads from 1998 wore. Guys, she nailed it. <laughs> that yeah. is exactly That's what brutal. I wear. The only thing you missed was a t-shirt with my own likeness on it. But aside from that, <laughs> you pretty much got it right. Oh, my goodness gracious. So Falcon and Cindy take it in, and Headman wants to talk. He says, Falcon, I think you should join me. Now, why he thinks this is a good idea is because I'm assuming because Headman is himself on drugs. <laughs> uh, surprise <laughs> because- me. I mean, also, spoiler alert. Usually For- drug guys don't sample their own shit. Walter White wasn't, you know, all hopped up on well, it's true, but Je- Jesse Pinkman was. Yeah, but he was never. He was never. He would could never be a headman. Headmen have to stay clean. That's fair. You know, I mean, uh, I, here's the deal: professional. I see headman. I think of a professional. Yeah, like he's got. He's got to keep it together. Like when I when I think of the headman of a of a re- like a, a a really big drug organization i feel like most of his life is like boring wife and kids taking a couple business trips a year and he's he's you know he's selling massive amounts of drugs but he's keeping a low profile but this guy wears a cape he's sampling his product no wonder this was doomed from the start yeah okay i'll say, say this yeah. because um the idea of a pimp and hoedown uh is the result of very exuberant um, uh, dis- distributors from urban areas in the 60s and 70s uh, dressing, you know, extravagantly and whatnot. And that's perfectly fine. That is acceptable. There ain't nothing wrong with the Superfly walking down the street. Um, by the 90s, if you're wearing a cape and you sell drugs, you are absolutely on the drugs that you sell. 
So I yes. don't think that the, uh, there's no uh, failure of realism here. 100% this dude is, would be a, a, acting exactly this way in the yeah, 90s. You can't, you can't keep a successful business going if you're sampling the product. It's the number one rule of drugs. Don't sample your product. Gina, well, I, I if actually... anything, if the last four years have taught us anything, <laughs> is that no business <laughs> Uh, Look, requires a smart or in any way competent human being <laughs> to run it to be, and, and still stay afloat. Look, I can't find this ball picture. Is it on the Facebook group or is it on the podcast page? It's it's on the Twitter page Damn at GI Joe Podcast for you at home. Now, guys, I actually prepared a full presentation to counterpoint as to why the head man is clearly on his own drugs, but it doesn't seem like I need to present it now because you guys hit all the nails on the head. I really thought I was going to have more of an argument about this, and uh, also, I, I do not. There, he does the drugs on on. On the screen. Yes. He literally does them in the episode. That yeah, is correct. But, but yes. here's the thing. They had to. They had to do that. It's an anti-drug cartoon. So they couldn't have him looking cool and successful. He had to at some point tweak out of his mind. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But that is a moment right there. That is that is a that is an upsetting moment. So let's go over. So Shockwave and Crimson Guardsman number one. And one of the things I noticed about Shockwave is he's wearing this weird like face shield the entire time. But he looks like Michael Myers from the Halloween movie because his mm -hmm. face is just not clear it's just there's like an absence of detail because he's hiding behind a blast shield so the whole time he's in this episode i keep just like i keep expecting to hear you know do 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 and he's gonna knife people which would have made the episode better i got a real weird social distancing vibe from the whole thing it was like interesting is that like a face shield to yeah to fight covid what the f is going on here wait are you talking about uh uh the viper uh, I'm talking, talking about the no. G.I. Joe guy who's paired with Crimson Guardsman number one. His name is Shockwave. Okay. And, and he's wearing a full-on, like, uh, uh, what retail workers are wearing right now. Like, the whole blast shield on his face. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. So they just... they just he they, doesn't normally wear that, does he? I, his, okay, the figure just wears... like he, The figure looks like Blue Beachhead, quite frankly. He's just got the ski mask with, the, with, the, with a, like a, a blue, like, hat on over the top of it. So it's like... I don't know where that's coming from. We've seen that character in other episodes and I've never noticed that about him before. So hmm. I cannot speak to that. I just do not know. It's just weird. It's a weird choice. Interesting. Um, what I really appreciated, though, is that Crimson Guardsman number one and Shockwave get taken in by the headman's like minions by like six dudes or so. And then they're just being taken in. So they just decide, let's just kick their asses instead. And then they just annihilate them as if it's nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, just takes them all out. Great. And then they just happen to immediately see a room because they're inside that giant building that's being defended. And uh, they see the uh, the weapons control system door and they just say, hey, there's a door clearly marked weapons control system. Let's just go in there. And Shockwave's like, OK, we just got to pull some wires and we just got to flip some switches. And Crimson Guardsman number one to his credit says, actually, I just have a bomb. And he just throws it in and, and then it just blows it up. And, and, and is that that is the correct answer. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I did make a note right there because uh the line uh, from him was the automated weapon systems control room locked, no doubt, but I've got the key. And then he just pushes the door like I expected him to like do a full on shoulder tackle or maybe like a big old kick or something like that. But like the door just kind of bulges oh, and then yeah. you, it busts open. And you see him. He's just like he's got his hand out. He's like pushed it. He's like, <laughs> I've got a key. Uh, it's, it's un unlocked. 
Oh, legitimately, it was, re- it was a real bummer. I actually had a key. Uh, uh, you thought like, you thought I was doing a, a hyperbole here. No, I literally just had a key. It wouldn't have required any additional animation. You just have a you know like a a kick, a, a awesome shot of him. You know, like doing some crazy high kick over his head or something like that, and just make it a still for crying out loud. The door busts open exactly the same. Only you know he's he's got he's in a crazy you know uh, powerful pose, but just like eh, I pushed it. Is not good I I animating. That, that's how I strong that he counter, is. That counterculture choice. Yeah, I, I liked it. I actually kind of liked that choice. No, <laughs> because the was, grenade was, it was fun. unexpected. But it was, you know, yeah, it was. The grenade was really fun. Yeah. Anyway. Which, by the way, these, so, these drug folks have a crazy amount of yes. resources and firepower. Like, what the hell is happening? How I mean, yes. this is like billionaire technology, and yeah, no, especially his, his dad later. gave him some seed money to start the thing <laughs> off. But and especially later on in the episode, when there's like missiles flying around, and they're inside a, uh, I don't know, a fucking mountain or something like that, and they've just got yep, a endless, mesa, a yeah. mesa in it's, the middle of the desert, and they've got endless men and endless electronics and, and like they have the resources of a small country and they got this from selling drugs and I'm supposed to watch this cartoon and decide drugs are bad. They're sparkly and they let me buy a Mesa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I, well, to be fair, yeah, what I learned uh, from this is that, uh, is, is sell drugs because there's, all, there's yeah, a good fortune in it. That's what it is. Sell them. Just don't dip into your own supply or wear a cape and you'll never be found out. Look, uh, it's not all that great. Land is super cheap in Arizona. So, you know, he probably <laughs> didn't put that much money into it. It'd be like, um, I don't know, buying a house in Santa Clarita. Like, no one wants to live there. So, of course, it's going to be real but cheap. But does that house in Santa Clarita come with a bunch of missiles and minions? I mean, with the money that you're saving uh, versus, you know, like living in Los Angeles proper, you know, or even in uh, the nicer parts of the valley. Yeah. Yeah. I get oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, you could afford that. I'm doing home ownership wrong. I'm saying. <laughs> so, OK, well, speaking of which, we got the underground base here, which turns out it's his factory. So we were first under the impression that he was only working out of this one building in the Bronx. It turns out he has an Arizona other side of the country factory. Where yeah. uh, uh, he offers Falcon the position in, in the organization. What a horror. Why would you bring a G.I. Joe member to your important base ever under any circumstances? Have I mean, we not learned any lessons from Cobra uh, always? I don't hate that because a dude's on drugs, not making great choices. Uh, B, that's exactly the sort of uh, guy he probably hires. Most of these dudes he has are people that, um, you know, got hooked on his drugs. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I'll pay you in trade. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it's this. It's true, but they they weren't active GI Joe. That just seems like okay. So, but here's the and here's the highlight. This is the this is the moment this entire episode was waiting for because he offers Falcon two nut sacks full of of the drug, and and Falcon thinks about it for a sec, slaps it out of his hand, and says, uh, "Chan, I, you have to have this as a sound file. Please tell me." I didn't ask for it. But... Just say no, you disgusting piece of slime. Nice. I just say no. Wow, oh, there it is, Nancy Reagan. Piece of slime. Yeah. Which also. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was that was a little. Uh, it's a lesser. It's a lesser known uh, uh, slogan from Nancy Reagan. 
I mean, I I would have respected Nancy Reagan a whole hell of a lot more if that was her slogan. What if the T-shirts uh, just said, just say no, and then in parentheses, you disgusting piece of slime. Yeah, yeah again, I'm, I'm telling would, you, I would I would have forgiven I'd some of now. some of the the worst things that the Reagans did if that was if that was part of their campaign. <laughs> I would have forgiven them for the AIDS crisis. Is that what you're saying, Gina Ippolito? <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, I'm saying if they, just had, <laughs> gay people. if they just had slightly better writers, I would be cool with how many people they killed. <laughs> wow. Uh, the the whole idea of a factory that manufactures, I think he calls it a multi drug complex. Like, yeah. just, I, I was just like, oh, so this is just like uh, uh, Smith Claxo Klein or whatever, like that, or uh, is- Johnson and Johnson. It's just a pharmaceutical company. I'm not impressed. Yeah, they're working on a COVID nineteen cure right now. Uh, yeah. Too bad GI Joe blew blew them up. Yeah, he, and he probably, was doing it like 30 years early, too, for the record. Thank you, Headman. Hashtag <laughs> thank you, Headman. Uh, can I just say that if the vaccine comes out on November 3rd and the guy who announces it in the uh, press briefing is wearing a cape, <laughs> don't take it. Don't take that vaccine. Do it. It's not ready. It's but not we, good. We can guarantee you, though, that that guy has already taken the vaccine though we can promise that but also but also if the vaccine is sparkly i want it now no for sure oh my god gina what you got to send us a link to this facebook thing because we have to just buy that for you now because Uh, the the next time it comes up which i assume that now that i've spoken of it out loud it will come up immediately Uh, uh, I will send absolutely send, send it. us the link where I will personally buy it for you. Uh, cause I feel like you need it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I want it at every barbecue and like, I want to be the only one that has it so I can walk around and, and pretend like everyone else is just a basic bitch. And I'm the queen of the barbecue because I have sparkles in my drink, in my, gonna... in my PBR. I'm going to, I'm going to put my PBR in a glass and I'm going <laughs> to put sparkles in that shit. Is that going to make your pee sparkle too though? Oh God, I hope so. Oh, that'd be amazing. And smell like asparagus. Oh, I oh, hope for both better. of those things. Uh, so okay, so they're over there. Falcon has rejected the drugs, and Cindy just sort of like walks in there, which she's like dying of an overdose, and was also under guard. So I have no idea how she got here. This is some some shoddy work by the headman right here. Uh, but Falcon grabs Cindy and says, "Let's go," and they just run off. And they will spend the rest of this episode just running in random places. <laughs> they are hiding out and never get caught, and they just keep running and just doing stuff the entirety of this episode. And I, I'll be honest, I kind of liked it. I kind of like the idea that they just never seem to get where they're going, but they're always headed there. I and that an entire on. base full of very well-trained mercenaries can't catch two people currently in DTs. That's right. Mm. I got to say, I hate Cindy. She sucks. Uh, yeah, agreed. Uh, I, I, she, she's not good at anything. Like she and and uh, Falcon. She's great at drugs. What are you talking about, Gina? No, she and Falcon are in the same boat, right? Like they're both in the hospital. They were both doing the same amount of drugs theoretically, and he's like dragging her along, and she's tripping and crap like that. And I'm like, just let her die. God, she's the yeah. worst. She helps with nothing. Wow. Uh, the the motto of GI Joe is that. We try and help everybody, no I matter I hate that how much motto. of a piece of shit they are. I believe that's what Duke said. <laughs> Duke says that. No matter Duke, Duke is a dick in this episode. Duke is, is a dick in this episode. Crap. He's hanging on Cobra Commander the whole sucks. time. 
it'll rub off on you. You hang around Cobra Commander too long. No, you got You guys are missing the important through line. If we had to take a Sunbow era GI Joe into consideration, Cindy. The reason why Falcon is helping Cindy is not just because GI Joe helps everybody, but that's because based on GI Joe logic, Cindy will become a member of the Joe team after this episode. Here's the thing: if she had done even one, one cool thing, which I guess I mean, at the end she kind of does. Is she re- is she the one responsible for stealing the money? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about right. that. All right. Okay, well, that I was guess, garbage. I guess she yeah. sucks a little less, but still. <laughs> well, let's get still, back to like, my all favorite. All she had to do yeah. to redeem herself was like kick a headman, you know, like a headman henchman in the head, and and or something. Do something, chick. Do, do you remember care. the Pyramid of Darkness when our the lounge singer Satin was teamed up with uh, yes. a Shipwrecking? Remember, she hit a dude with like a saxophone. Yes. And immediately we were cool. like, you're badass. She was cool and she was sassy and she wasn't just a, a sweaty thing that is being dragged around by a right. dude. She had autonomy and she had mystery and that's why we loved her. I have no respect for you, sparkly drug addicted Cindy. Well, you respect the sparkly drug addiction, just not the rest of it. Yeah, she she can't keep her sparkly drug addiction under control. If she like if she was being cool, if she was walking around with her sparkly drugs at a barbecue, for instance, being head bitch in charge, then I'm on board mm. with Cindy. But instead, There's, she's all sick and gross. There's no way you'd be able to handle uh, that sparkly addiction. And of course, by sparkly, <laughs> I mean that thing that you found on Facebook. You would not be able to handle your addiction to that thing <laughs> that makes your PBR sparkly. And I'm worried for you already. Gina. I'm prepared to call uh, uh, Betty Ford. Gina, they're repossessing your home because you spent all your money on that sparkly <laughs> crap to put in your drinks. But I, I mean, be fair. I need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, that's a need. That's not a want. That's a need. Thank you. I need to be queen of the barbecue. <laughs> okay so let's get back to my favorite part where is the 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 pairing offs of the gi joe and cobra members and working together and this is the part where they start to kind of respect each other and i'm here for it well if not at first mutton baroness and junkyard are hanging out and she keeps calling him rover and there's like a running gag she keeps calling him like a different dog's name and i thought that was kind of funny i was into that i would like that a lot better uh if it had the correct baroness voice well that was morgan lofting wasn't it that was not the correct voice. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and check because I thought they had her for this entire s- series. I mean, if they it just, was, they just make her say it. wrong things. Oh, well, maybe she forgot it the did, voice. It didn't sound right to me. Interesting. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do a deep dive on this and I will find an answer. But Please in the meantime, she, she orders Mutt to move this. And he's like, I don't have to move this. And and then they fight. And then Shockwave and Crimson Guardsman number one uh, have a difference of opinion over how to interrogate prisoners. Crimson Guardsman number one just wants to beat their asses. And what I love about this is it just seems like this is an empty room with Shockwave, Crimson Guardsman number one, and like 40 henchmen. And for some reason, the 40 henchmen who are not chained up, they're just standing in, in like a rank and file. They don't even take the chance, despite the huge numbers advantage, to kick their asses. And I'm sort of like, they are all on drugs. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. This all this all does hold up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the pieces come together. Okay. Mm. Well, uh, Crimson Guardsman number one wants to beat them up for information. And Shockwave's like, we don't do that. And then he beats up Crimson Guardsman number one. <laughs> kind of undercuts his point. But okay. Uh, Falcon ends up calling because he just keeps showing up at random rooms in this underground base. And it's just, it, this, it's just like every time we cut to him... It's just such a fun bit for me, even though it's maybe unintentional. 
because Falcon and Cindy just keep like calling or we keep cutting them. And they're just saying like, oh, now we're in the underground sewers of the base. Next thing we cut to them and they're like in a hangar. Next time we cut to them, they're in the, the radio room. Like how, how do they have this much freedom to maneuver this base? And this is know, like a 30 story tall base. So it's, it's not like, you know, how do they keep like accidentally stumbled in the room with all of the money? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Falcon calls and they trace his call and, uh, the, the Cobras are trying to break down the door with an ax, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, a little bit of the shining going on right there. We find out the base is in red rock desert, uh, in what's that? Nevada, Arizona, red rock, red rock. <laughs> oh my God. Double shining reference. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Falcon has decided is going into hiding. Cause he just literally just as soon as Cobra breaks the door open, he grabs it. He's like, let's just disappear. And Cobra's like, oh, well, can't find him. Can't chase him. <laughs> He's he's literally hobbling around with a woman who's like practically in a coma, but we can't possibly catch up to him. I just it's such a bizarre. OK, Bob Forward, you you got me on this one. Uh, G.I. Joe and Cobra now have uh, decided to get to the base. Like we're just we're just speeding right to the end right here because this episode sure is. Uh, uh, I appreciated Duke because they're in a Cobra helicopter and Duke is making fun. They always do this bit. And I think it's great. Whenever a G.I. Joe has to use Cobra, either equipment or a weapon or a vehicle, they always make fun of how shitty it is. And I love that bit, and I like the fact that it continued in this episode. Yeah. Okay, nobody has anything else to say about that whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your help, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Another Uh, good bit is... Actually, before before that, as they're uh, going, they end up in, like, the, mm, I guess, packaging department of the factory, and friggin falcon like whips out a rope to do a uh a indiana jones type thing and he yeah. ropes a box on the conveyor belt and then goes swinging as if he had a grappling hook secured you know <laughs> uh, like oh, mountain that. climbing gear he lassoed a box of items on a conveyor belt that is moving and it's completely unsecured because that's why it's on a freaking conveyor belt to move it back and forth. Well, they work. Yep. And then takes the body weight of two human beings and swings on it. I oh, was, that holds up. That it, no, it literally does not. It cannot <laughs> hold up. The physics of that do not do not function in that way. Uh, uh, not even in cartoons. Agree to disagree. That's obviously how it works because it did work. Thank Look, you. When, uh, good when drugs mean, are yes. involved, anything is possible. <laughs> oh my God. What if Falcon was actually captured that whole time and just on drugs <laughs> and just imagining all of these? That would make sense. Oh my God. I would have I would have marked out for this entire thing. I would have reversed my beliefs on the entire on on most of series two, if at the very end he woke up, it's like, oh, my God, what about you've been in a co- uh, yeah. medically induced coma for the past four days, Falcon. You OD. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing? Dope. And and the headman is really his doctor. But he it's, oh. it's like oh. and, and Cindy is like one of the nurses. And it's oh. like and you were there. Oh, my God. There. Oh, oh, Don't do oh, drugs, oh. kids. Oh my God! They, the all stuff. they would had to do was put in thirty seconds of that at the end, <laughs> and it would have been perfect. Let's write to them now. Is it too late to add it? 
uh, let's let's find somebody who can animate. <laughs> we'll write that last thing and just drop it in, in instead of the drugs kill business. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, yeah, we'll take given out the, the drugs kill. Given the quality of the animation in this episode, it can't be that expensive to do. <laughs> oh no, they oh, you do that whole thing, goodness. that whole thirty seconds, and you're like, oh my god, thank god, at least I, you know, like I survived that thing, and they're like. No, you didn't. You didn't. And then they cut again. No, wakes up. Didn't. He's just dead. Oh, no. He's been dead. He had that coma thing and dreamed it. And then he died on the table. And yeah. then you go to drug kills. We're putting the drug kills back in because okay. now it's crazy. I yet. like it. I like oh. it. And he just keeps reliving and the, the ho- same horror over and over yeah. because he's in yeah. hell. So, oh, it's a yeah. Jacob's Ladder scenario, and I'm here for uh, it. Yes, spoiler Chan. alert. You, you nailed it. That's- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> the yeah. Nick Weiger, Jacob's Jar Jar Binks sketch. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> My favorite sketch of all time, you mean? But yeah, it's. I think it's mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I is is it a short story? Can we tell the story? I don't know that sketch. Oh, oh no, just just Google Nick Weiger, W I G E R, Jar Jar Binks, and you'll get the greatest sketch ever written. Yeah, it, it Guys, really gonna, is. I'll, I'll do that watch after we're the, done. Watch the entire thing. It's it's. I, I'll never write anything as perfect. Agreed. Really? Yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listen the first season and I suggest that you do exactly as I say or you're going to miss all the fun Hey it's Brent Pope the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope you've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like give it up Jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win on Breakfast with Brent Pope I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at Breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey, Joey. I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What? Chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Okay. Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. Uh, I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga! Now back to G.I. Joe. Uh, so we have a attacker right now. There's a great bit where uh, Cobra Commander and, and Duke, Duke's ordering, you know, hey, we got to do this thing and we got to get this attack going. And Cobra Commander's like, shut up. I'm going to do the order. And he just gives it. And, and 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 Duke's like, did that make you happy? And Cobra Commander's like, yeah, actually, it kind of did. And I, you know, I, I was here for that. I was here for that, you know. I mean, as bad as this series gets, Chris Lotta never does anything but perfection. Like, he maintains um, Cobra Commander even when they make him do dumb things. Like when Chris Lotta talks, I'm like, yeah, I buy that. Dude's a little crazy. Great. Also, <laughs> in this episode, because because Duke is kind of a dick, I like that 
I mean, Cobra Commander is always likable just by the nature of I I like Chris Lada and I think the character is often the only funny one. But but it was nice to even out uh, Duke sort of being a a stiff dick about his brother doing drugs Absolutely. and and yeah. and to to see Cobra Commander enjoying himself. Yeah. Uh, no, this is this is good Cobra Commander uh, uh, Deke era. You know, this is probably as good as it's going to get because uh, it's generally pretty painful. The stuff they have him doing and the people they have him getting defeated by. So I'm with it. Uh, so now we get to the part of the mutual respect area and uh, uh, you get uh, a bulletproof and metalhead uh, uh, doing a bang on the Mesa, which I thought was kind of fun. Or he's just like, boy, I kind of like the way he blew that thing up. That was kind of fun. And then you have a uh, Baroness and Mutt. Uh, getting a mutual respect thing going on the battlefield as well. Uh, and then a fun bit where uh, Crimson Guardsman number one wants to like draw a big like map in the sand and say, we got to go in here and we got to get some some uh, detail up on this ridge and we got to do this. And then Shockwave, bizarrely for a Joe member, kicks the pile and says, no, let's just rush in with no plan. And then they're like, okay, let's just do it. And then Shockwave's like, see, I just had to know the buttons to push. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. That's that is the bullshit. dumbest thing like, I've ever heard, Shockwave. Ugh, th- that yeah, that that actively made me angry as well. <laughs> like, oh, I finally got the thing we all needed. No plan. <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute. That's not how anything works. What? Do you, uh, just that upset me. <laughs> so here we uh, go. And maybe it's just because uh, we've had almost four years now of absolutely no plan and just going gung ho for anything and it being a spectacular fucking failure. Uh, sure. Maybe that's why I'm a little sensitive to that. Eh, Wait a minute, Chan. This show has been on the air for five years. Yeah. What? I wasn't talking about you, Ray. I understand how you would think that I was talking <laughs> about you. It did sound like you were talking about us. <laughs> it did sound like you were like look we've been doing this show with no fucking plan it never works it's been four years of my life <laughs> well where, where's the lie <laughs> look it's debate day so everything i say is going to be a veiled reference to our current oh. political climate <laughs> just just factor that in anytime i say anything until you hear me sort of calm down and hear my voice start to level out jen when do you calm down <laughs> <laughs> when does that I, alleged I, moment happen i don't know somebody was telling me about sparkle make me make, feel good and like chill so i think i'll give that a try you guys you know what i just realized a- just like the other day that ghostbusters theme song when he says bustin makes me feel good i think mm-hmm. he was talking about sex mm, bustin a nut you mean yeah in I don't, a ghost. I, I think it was a double entendre <laughs> Having sex with a ghost makes him feel good well it just apparently there's a new, this is not a bit, there's a new Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> documentary coming out. Wonderful. And hopefully we'll get an answer to that. It's it's a Sony I, Pictures. It's called I, Who You Gonna Call. I love it. Well, see, I was, uh, I was just like hanging around the house like I do in the quarantine. And I was thinking about the Ghostbusters theme song. And this is apropos of nothing. I just, and I uh, heard the, and I was thinking about it. I was like, Bustin, in its own, I said, Bustin makes me feel good. And I went, oh, that's filthy. Oh, 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 dear. And then, like, all of a sudden, I had a wash of the last, like, 35 years <laughs> where I was just like, oh, there's a lot of sex innuendo in that movie. Like, why does Peter Venkman bring tranquilizers to his date with Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> That's probably there's not a- cool. That's probably not cool, Dr. Venkman. <laughs> there's a lot of problematic stuff in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's all so, uh 
I just wanted to address that I on mean, the show since it's fresh I in mean, my mind. Uh, honestly, uh, yeah, my uh, um, my love for that movie took a significant hit when I just like woke up one day and I was just like, wait a minute. It's the EPA that are the bad guys? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like, they're the only people like trying to not destroy our planet. Yeah, yeah but they don't Walter- understand ghosts, Chan. Thank you. I mean, specifically, uh, uh, oh, I was going to say Jeffrey Wright. That is not Jeffrey Wright. No, <laughs> Doesn't no. Doesn't understand ghosts. Uh, Jeffrey Wright's the fantastic actor just, who's in. I mean, uh, yes, Westworld. Uh, Westworld, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's also delightful on Twitter. He's very pissed off. Oh, he's also going that. to be great in Robert Pattinson's The Batman as Commissioner Gordon. Yes, yes. Basically, everyone follow him on Twitter. He is furious all of the time, and I am <laughs> here for it. I'm serious. <laughs> he's so mad, and he's so smart, and it's just great. I love it. Uh, I'm thinking Walter Peck. That's the character's name. The actor's name I don't remember, but like, yeah, right. he's literally the hero William of Atherton. that movie. William Atherton. William Atherton. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the hero of that movie who goes unappreciated the entire time and then drenched in dead marshmallow at the end of the yeah. movie. I mean, honestly, that that's uh, that's my dream is to be drenched in, yeah. in delicious yeah. marshmallow. So he won. I think he won the whole thing. Yeah. Freshly killed marshmallow. Mm. Do you think do you think people ate some of that mar- like ate some of that marshmallow? I mean, I realize they 100%. probably weren't supposed to, but do you think that some of them served? Oh, you mean on set? No, no. I mean in real life. If if what? if if a two ton stay puffed marshmallow ghost man exploded mm-hmm. on you, uh huh. Would you taste just a little? Because I think no, I might. No, I would taste all of it. Why wouldn't okay, you? Yeah, I would, okay. I'd be straight, straight up getting food. a whole handful. Yeah, okay. it's haunted marshmallow. What? what you eat booberry. What don't you understand about this? You're not concerned <laughs> that there would be some, you know, residual ectoplasm or someone's soul is in that marshmallow handful that you're stuffing your maw with. I would be hopeful. Okay. The soul's what gives it extra jam. I, I mean, I would also eat it. I'm just glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> no, we're all on the same page here. Okay, so moving forward with this episode, Headman. So we, there's like the action is just like very, very, uh, 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 what do you call it? Just kind of ratcheted together because all of a sudden we just go from attacking the Mesa to now we're inside the base and we've cornered the Headman. Like there was no in between. <laughs> we just sort of are there. So the Headman, well, they're in his office because he has an office. And he, he opens up like a, a, a big like hole in the ground next to his chair and he but jumps first, in. No, first then- he first he decides he needs a little courage because he sees them coming. And I was disappointed in right. him because I thought he was a responsible businessman. But he says, OK, there's nothing I can't face if I do this. And he does and he samples a little bit of his own good. So by the time they get to him, he's feeling no pain. Um, yes. Oh, no, he's having on, a blast. Though. Because before that, this is when Falcon and Cindy find his secret money vault with an escape hatch, yeah, that which was- I believe doesn't ever come into play. Yeah, they really glossed over this part, but it's it's supposed to justify what happens later, what we find out later, which is oh, right. Okay. Yeah, like when they did that, they're like, uh, "Wait a minute, I've got an idea." So I was like, "Okay, well, this is a setup to a thing." Uh, uh, spoiler alert. There is no uh, reason for that escape hatch to be there. Yes, that's no, what they throw the money out of. Uh, no, she says a window. She specifically says a window because I was like, there are no fucking windows in a mesa in the about? middle of an Arizona yeah. desert. Oh, I assumed she threw it out the escape hatch. 
I will play you the exact clip when we get there. I mean, I I remember her saying window as well, but I assumed she was just she was just saving time to to (laughs) not to not explain to them that there was an escape hatch. Because there's gonna be a lot of follow-up questions if you say escape hatch. Like like here's here. If, it, if I say like, oh, like if you guys are like, oh, hey, Gina, what'd you do with your sandwich? I'm like, ah, I threw it out the window. You're going to be like, all right. If I say, if you say, Gina, what did you do with your sandwich? And I said, ah, I threw it on an escape hatch. You're going to be like, wait, what escape hatch? And I'm going to be like, oh, it was an escape hatch in a lair. Whoa, hold up. A, you found a lair with an escape hatch? Tell us more about this. And I'm like, no, I don't feel like talking about this anymore. I am hungry. I threw my sandwich out the escape hatch. Does that answer all your questions, Chan? And all, no, all of this, we have, Gina, it, you're strung out this entire time because that, that's probably the real reason why you don't want to talk about it. Here's the thing. It's been a long day. I'm very tired. So this is this is the equivalent of me on drugs. But I feel like my my story really explained a lot to you guys about the episode. Mm, no, 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 no. We have to rewind all the way back to the very beginning when you're like, you wouldn't say anything if I told you I threw a sandwich out the window. Absolutely, I would have a problem with that, and I would have questions immediately before you ever got any way past that. Why were you eating your sandwich near a window? Why was the window open? It's fucking hot as balls okay, outside. Well, you would have more questions if I said escape hatch. You would have way more questions if I said escape hatch. Honestly, knowing you, it's the throwing yeah, the that. sandwich that is the problem here. I would I, not be at fair. all surprised <laughs> if you had built an escape hatch into your any room in your house. Honestly, I figure that you have at least one. I was trying um, to come up with an example of what to me is worth $30 million or whatever they end up finding in this room with the escape hatch. And I went uh-huh. with sandwich. <laughs> okay. Well, now that checks out. <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to move forward here. <laughs> Cobra, Cobra Commander does not jump down the hole and follow him. Uh, uh, he's out looking for money on, like, bookshelves and stuff, which is just a w- bizarre uh, plan to me. Why can't I Why can't I find giant bags of money behind this book? No, in the cartoon world, he is absolutely yeah. looking for the one uh, book that flips and the bookcase opens up and you find mm-hmm. the secret. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? That's fair. Uh, uh, and th- this is maybe the most amazing part of the episode because we, we go down into like the bowels of the factory where Headman is being cornered by G.I. Joe and Cobra again. And he pulls out what I can only describe as a fire hose attached to a giant tank of drugs oh, that he yeah, intends to shoot, shoot all over G.I. Joe Sorry, and yeah. force them to O.D. We got to go back to the part where he is taking the drugs and they're like, yeah. they show him pulling it out and they pull it and then they cut to the back of him. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going show to show him. him. Yeah. Right. But still, you should probably cut away in because it looks like he's just eating the drugs. It looks oh. like he's like, what what, are, what am I going to do with these drugs? I could sniff them or sn- I could smoke. Or, you know what? I'm just going to nibble, nibble, nibble. See, I um, thought they should have been more. Um, put on like a little horse uh, um, pouch and just. Like, I don't think that little kid me would have gotten that he was doing the drugs. He says that I'm going to do drugs. He pulls out the drugs. No, he 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 says, he says, I have a plan to get me through this. So I would have probably assumed, oh, he's taking out some sort of weapon to fight GI Joe. Uh, he says like the pressure must be getting to me. Uh, well, I can handle it. No problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, or yeah, I've got no problems anymore. Uh, and then, then, yeah, he's hovering over his bag of drugs. But I still think 
because up until this point, I didn't realize he was sampling his goods. And I was like, oh, no, he's not going to do those drugs. He's got a different plan that he's talking about. And they <laughs> cut away. So it was extra confusing. <laughs> but then he show, but then when he shows up next, he's got Eric Trump eyes that are like fucking drugged out, red yeah. skin colored, weird colors. Uh, but also I got very excited when he brought this hose full of drugs out because I really wanted him to spray, to actually follow through with it and spray Cobra and GI Joe, because I Mm -hmm. would fucking love to see the rest of this episode with them fighting all like coked out of their minds. (laughs) Uh, as, as the, as the headman explains it, just, uh, being sprayed with the drugs would be a lethal overdose that uh, I guess would kill you immediately because that's how he, drugs work. He says that, but then but then someone says, oh, this is like the same dose that they gave Cindy and Duke's brother. So it's not really a lethal dose. Well, uh, I guess I, the question I think we're not asking is, what are the practical applications of attaching a fire hose to your vat of drugs? I, what would I be mean, the reason for that to exist in the first place? Ray, have you ever been to a foam party? Uh, obviously not. Gina, why would any of us have been to a phone party? We're 140 years old and we look like the ass end of Jared Leto uh, at Fight Club. Nobody's inviting us to these parties. We wouldn't go if we were invited. Fact My fact. God. All of wait. the video games we have left to play. There's no time for phone parties. I got Gina. Do you get invited to phone parties? I have been invited to a phone party. I've never been to a phone party. So but what I'm, are you lecturing me about? I'm that? familiar with phone parties. I'm saying the idea is the same. They usually have hoses that, you know, start filling up the dance floor with foam. And this is why he has this hose for dance that- parties. Oh, so he he just sprays the dance floor with drugs? Yeah, and then everyone has yeah. a really good time. I mean, I mean having I, never attended one of these parties, yeah. I have to assume that Gina's telling the truth. Yeah, it, actually, I can't. I cannot dispute. Yeah, I'd be lying. Uh, so this, I take it all back. It all makes sense. Uh, okay, Falcon ends up tackling the headman, uh, and he gets doused with his own uh, fire hose of drugs. He ODs like immediately, and he turns into like a withered zombie-looking shell of his former self like immediately and then just like collapses against like a control panel and it's just this misshapen nightmare of a monster and then yeah. i'm like oh and then they're all then they just turn they're just like he's fucking dead yeah it's crazy because i i honestly up until the very end i was thinking at so, like this being a gi joe episode and no one ever dying I was legitimately thinking, okay, so they're going to do the same thing to him that happened to like Cindy, where they're going to be like, oh, well, I guess we better get the headman to a hospital. And then it's just like sort of him lying, hooked up to machines, and then being like, drugs are bad. But they, he's straight up fucking dead. And they show his hand out of like jutting out of rubble at the end. And I was like, oh, now it's going to move and they're going to realize he's still alive. And instead, it just smash cuts. To a fucking title card that says drugs kill. Remember, and I was like, holy drugs kill. crap. This yeah. is intense. I mean, that this was, was the wow. era of the um the egg and the pan 
you know, like this is your brand on drugs, and then like they like smash the eggs with the with the pan. Yeah, because uh, they're trying to be like shocking and oh, drugs are no, terrible. No, you're, th- you're actually thinking of two separate commercials. One had Rachel oh. Lee Cook in it and was more recent. The original one was this is your brain, and they crack the egg into a pan, and then the and then the egg gets fried. That was the yeah. original. Oh, fair point. The, the second one, one, she like takes couple... the pan and like destroys the kitchen. Yeah, right? That's yeah, the one and I'm you're like, of. calm down, Rachel Lee Cook. That's not my brain on drugs. <laughs> no, that's the, that's you having a blast. That's what that is. Um, but what's great is even though he's dead, he still presses the self destruct button, um, and uh, they yell, also, "Cindy, like, come with us!" After he gets uh, uh, doused in drugs, he's glowing. He's like he's weird. glowing to the point where like he's off camera, and you can still see the glow radiating yeah. throughout the room. Yeah, yeah. It's- I don't understand how those drugs work. Again, they seem pretty cool. Sparkly and glowing. <laughs> I mean, if I and, could glow like that. Yeah. The Falcon did a lot of push-ups while he was on him. So, I mean, I'm just saying. It seems, seems like a good deal to me. Uh, uh, this is where Cobra Commander finds a bag of cash and escapes with it, cackling wildly. Uh-huh. And the entire base explodes. But, of course, everybody gets out safely. Except the headman who's fucking dead. Fucking yeah, dead. Door now. Uh, yeah. But then, then like a weird. This whole the whole ending is a real bummer because because you know like Duke and Falcon sort of make up and Duke is like, oh, you owned up to your mistakes and I, that takes a man and I love you, man hug. Uh, and then and then uh, Cindy is with her brother and he's like, let's go and she's like, go where? I need help. I'm fucking terrible character and i'm weak and need help and then he's like all right bye (laughs) and then he leaves and i was like what just happened because i thought for sure this being gi joe he would say you know what cobra commander i quit i don't want to be part of any operation that uh is is bad well i'm gonna take my take my sister to some shishi place in you know malibu and get her say, cleaned up. Stop it. It doesn't make sense because Cobra's been very reasonable when it comes to her being in the hospital the entire time. Yeah, that's true. But he he just leaves her with Joe. No, that's assuming, just a bizarre. Assuming that they're going to like take care of her. He couldn't just be like, all right, you know what, Cobra Commander? I'll see you in a couple hours. I'm going to just drop her yeah. off at the hospital. Make sure she gets there. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have I'll a see chopper. You, I'll see you back at home, buddy. No, he's like, okay, yeah. uh, I got to go. I hope hope you get where you're going. Well, the plot's over. Time to go. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> about you anymore. It's so weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um. So uh, we find out uh, that uh, and this is and and Chan, you could play the part now with the window because this just doesn't make any sense. Because they turn and there's like twenty five, thirty, however many it was giant bags of cash, and they're immediately like, "Oh, we could donate that to charity." Yeah, which, like, by no the way, is not that. how illegal drug money works. That shit's going into evidence and some crooked cop is stealing it a little at a time Thank you. until the trial comes. You don't just get to keep it and then That's donate it. it. <laughs> no, G.I. Joe works that way. We threw it out the window just after you guys broke in. So, so that was, before, the window. Like that a was way before they found the lair. Right. Yes. No. They they find the secret room. Her plan is to dump all of the money out of this window and stuff the bags instead with newspaper. A. Why is there newspaper stacks and why? stacks of it in yeah. the fucking um, uh, uh, mesa? The headman B, supports local journalism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know what? That makes sense. He would actually <laughs> would what? do that so that uh, he'd it's, get it, good it's press. Old, it's old copies of The Onion back when it used to be printed. <laughs> uh, B, uh, why? I, I for originally you were saying, uh, of course they're um, going to save this girl because eventually she's going to become a Joe. And I'm like, I, I kind of agree with Gina. She has no skills or anything other than whining and falling a lot. What what can she bring to the Joes? And I realized, oh, uh, she's got um, a talent for uh, over-rehearsed and uh, dr- overly dramatic theatrics because okay. there's okay. no goddamn reason you would fill refill those bags with newspaper you've already got the goddamn money why would you even bother to refill those bags she's just she she yeah does the stuff just for uh weird attention i mean obviously she's a drug addict so that's i I suppose that's part of course but uh it was wholly unnecessary also they were trying to escape the fucking base why would she bother to stick around for God knows how many hours refilling those bags with newspaper. Boy, I hope Cobra Commander picks up one of these bags. I know I won't be there to see it, but it'll be hilarious. Like, well, yeah. I, it doesn't know. It doesn't. That's it a kind plot of point is hilarious, though. Flat. It's hilarious seeing him in the end. Yeah. With, uh, and then and then the Why? next episode is just him uh, uh, paper macheing stuff because he doesn't know what else to do with this newspaper <laughs> he has. I mean, like, what would be the harm, I suppose, of letting Cobra Commander get one bag of money? What what would have been the, the narrative damage done if we allowed Cobra Commander to get a minor victory at the end of all of this? You're mad like, that you didn't I, get any money, right? That... Yes! I oh, mean, like, he earned it. He deserved yeah. it. He did the work. He I, put in the he time. He did all the work. I would have 100% just pocketed some of that money if I were Cindy, by the way. I mean, there's oh, no did. question she did. She put She's right a drug addict. Of course she would. Mm, okay. Yeah, thank you. And oh, and then, yeah, and then uh, we, we cut back to what you said, Gina. Uh, we cut back to the, the, the head man whose arm is sticking out of a pile of rubble. And we're like, okay, it's going to move. And instead they hit us with this, like, Friday the 13th Part 3, like, lettering that just says, remember, drugs kill. And it's the entire screen, and it's red and black, and it's it's upsetting. <laughs> And they leave now it up I know a why really I never long drugs. time. They leave that up a really up like long time. Seconds. And then the anti-drug telephone number a really long time to the point where I was like uncomfortable. Like I was like, should I, can I stop watching now? Like what's happening? <laughs> and <laughs> after that's going to be the, uh, the extra scene of, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson asking somebody to join the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. I, I admit I watched until the end. Cause I was like, is this how it ends? It's just a title card with like drug numbers on it and stuff like that. <laughs> Cindy, we saw what you did. We need someone who's really good at taking drugs. We need you in the Avengers. <laughs> she immediately trips and they're like, never mind. You seem like the worst. And then she pulls two just piles of money out from underneath her medical gown. And she says, I'm ready, Nick Fury. And then he takes I, the I money and kicks her. Any. Kicks her right in the yeah. face. It's terrible. I'm pretty that's sure the that's the end the movie of the show. That's it, everybody. The Greatest Evil Part 2. Guys, we are starting to run low on G.I. Joe. I don't even want to look to see how many episodes are left because I'll get sad because there's not a lot of D.K.R.A. G.I. Joe left. We may actually survive this. I don't believe it myself. If we could time it so that we finish it right as the election happens. uh, because Where are you going with this? Because I don't <laughs> see any 
any good ending here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either we'll be really like, here's the thing. If Trump wins, we'll be slightly happy that we got through uh, D-Cara G.I. Joe. I won't be. <laughs> While it was legal. <laughs> this, this might be the only thing that is legal after he's done. That's true. Oh, my God. Only anti-drug episodes of 80s and 90s cartoons. That's all you get to watch anymore. <laughs> I, you know, what I feel like that at some point he was uh, strapped into a chair, had toothpicks put into his eyes, and was forced to watch these for, uh, you know, like days on end, um, Clockwork Orange style, and that would explain a lot. So, guys, according to this number here, we have only eight episodes of Deke era GI Joe left so to go, which is going to go past. It's going to take us probably through the end of the year, okay, uh, or at least <sighs> up until December. So, guys, get ready. We still have our classic episode 20, The Legend of Metalhead, the recap episode featuring Metalhead, which is the last ever episode of G.I. Joe. No. I know. I know. How very, very upsetting. Okay. But Chan, I believe we have something else we want to do today. Probably. Hopefully. It's the theme song throwdown. You are boned this week because we got two heavy hitters heavy i'm not even no more no more prelude we're just gonna get right into it first one you know it you love it tell you that uh, i got goosebumps as soon as it started <laughs> playing no words oh. and yet yeah is you could tell in you, your brain like what's happening you don't even have to see it but i will say that is one downside of this is i think more so maybe than any other theme song that we have watched it relies on its visuals uh just as much as it does its audio to tell the story yeah it's just it's so good there are no much like the song, there are no words. Uh, it's also just like perfect, perfect length of time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I know we don't get into this, but the, the, the visuals for it also are, it's just one of the best incredible opening. Yeah. Like t- title sequences ever. Uh, uh, and, and things are timed to the music, like th- him throwing a batarang at someone is, is timed perfectly to the music. And, Oh, it's just really it's it reminds me of what we were saying about the Simpsons uh, last time on this. It's just perfectly choreographed. Yeah, it's endotropic music, I think Gina would say Um, what I would say, like the explosions right at the beginning that happened right on the beats of the music. I mean, just fantastic. Um, Look, Batman, the animated series, for those of you at home who who haven't actually said the name of it yet. I don't think Uh, uh, what a wonderful show. What a definitive show of the 1990s. 
and uh, just a great theme song all around. Like, look, we said fourth quadrant was all heavy hitters. Dear Lord, here we are. Right. And now here comes your challenger. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I am. I just want to point out that that was the extended version because I rewatched Sailor Moon about a year ago. Yep. And yes. that, was, oh. that was, and it was longer. Uh, it had a whole second, second part that it normally doesn't, but right. Yeah. I, I, boy. So the first song made me get goosebumps immediately. Uh, and the second one had me dancing in my chair. Like, how do you, right. how Same. do you, yeah, yeah, that's a bop. How do you, how do you, I mean, like what criteria do you use? Because you obviously have to make a decision between one and the other, but they're just two different emotions, but both high levels of that emotion. So yeah, I will say that good week when you've got um, a foreign show that has to get translated, one of the things that suffers the most are songs. Cause in addition to like uh, coming up with like the meaning of the words, you also have to figure out how to rhyme it. And so you get a lot of, really strange word choices where you kind of have to, uh, you know, like really wrestle around the, the topic to kind of make it fit. Um, so in one sense, like the, the lyrics kind of hurt sailor moon in another sense though, it has a refrain like that you can Mm -hmm. sing and you walk away and for the most part, you're not walking around singing like while you're walking down the street, but you can freaking Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, Sailor Moon's got a, something that you can, you know, like sing as you're walking into uh, your uh, ramen shop. So, ugh, yeah, yeah, it's uh. it's it's real good. Also, both just good shows in general with a lot of with a lot of action, which is very especially cool for. I remember watching uh, Sailor Moon in its first like U.S. run and being like, oh, shit, there's a big ass fight scene in every single one of these episodes, which is dope. I think I'm ready to make a decision. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I again, which emotion do you pick? Do you, do, you, do you pick the one that makes you want to go kick somebody's ass or do you want to pick the one that makes you want to go rave on a dance floor? I want to say between the two and they're both very, very strong. 
very, very strong. I got to go with the one that fills me with a little more joy. So between the two, I'm going to pick Sailor Moon as my choice, because if, if I want to be feeling something, it's not so much aggression as it is uh, joy. And that's purely it, because these are two of the greatest theme songs ever. I'm going with Sailor Moon. That is my pick. I have to say, I did not see that coming. I had you pegged 100% for Batman. You know what I'll say? Uh, I repped Sailor Moon on an episode of the Who Would Win show. We did a live show, Sailor Moon versus the Incredible Hulk. And I did a huge deep dive on Sailor Moon okay. uh, in order to research it. And through that, I think maybe a year ago, I would have chosen Batman. But because I become such a fan of Sailor Moon and that style and kind of I get it more now than I ever did before. Um, this has caused me to go with Sailor Moon today. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm color me surprised. I thought for sure Ray would I I never thought Ray would vote against Batman. It's tough. It's it's very tough. Wow. Um Yeah, I don't know which way to go on this one. Gina, have you made a decision? I have. Uh I can I can go. I thought for sure Chan would have would have been decided by now, but I'll go. Uh <laughs> uh they're again both both bangers, both great series. Uh uh I've rewatched Batman probably a dozen times. Uh rewatched Sailor Moon once from the first time that I I watched it. Uh and and I will say the, the there's one that I might if if Netflix gave me the option, for instance, I might skip the intro. Uh, and there's one that I would absolutely never skip the intro. Uh, and because of that, I'm going to go with Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I love wow. I love Sailor Moon and I want to bop around to it. I think if I watched 10 episodes in a row, if I binge watched it, I would I would start skipping the theme song. Whereas... I, I just Batman just gets me in that mood to watch some Batman and keep watching Batman. That's what I needed. Uh, I needed you to explain your uh, take on this to solidify my take on this. Uh, because the fact of the matter is I didn't watch either Batman or Sailor Moon growing up. Wow. Um, like in that, you know, like in that space where you, you, you know, what kind uh, of childhood did you have? Uh, I mean, it, it was a lot of, uh, um, um, Looney Tunes, I think mostly. Okay, that's fair. Um, but here's the thing going into college, I picked up some, uh, certain tastes and it's the sort of thing that like, yeah, w w where do you want to get thrown back to? So which part of me do I want to get thrown back to? with these theme songs and um there was a series i used to watch and uh, i ended up i had to buy videotapes of it because mm -hmm. i couldn't get it it was that far back that you know you had to special order them and whatnot and um i would never skip the theme song because it was it just made me happy mm -hmm. it was urise yatsura um uh rumiko takahashi a series that like a uh, eventually wanted to do in uh, Inuyasha and you know Ranma one half and that sort of thing, but that song uh, is so so much of a bop. And if I have to if I have to choose between that, um, yeah, do I want to listen to Gojira or Spice Girls? Like obviously on different days, I'm gonna want different things. Mm -hmm. But if I had you know like 
like uh yeah like the sailor moon makes me happy i kind of i have to go with sailor moon what what this is an insane moon this is sailor moon for the win this is in my mind the biggest upset so far Wow. I think Mask Over Transformers turned a lot of heads. This one might also turn a lot of heads, but I think, Chan, I agree it's the right decision. But here's the thing, because we've never even done an episode of Sailor Moon. We've done several episodes of Batman Um, Animated Series, and every time we do it, we're like, this is the greatest series of all time. Yeah, I'm shocked. But, but I'm we're not, not talking that... about how good the show is. Yeah, no, it's I purely know, how the theme song but it is. All, it's, it, to me, especially for, for, for Batman, it all ties in. That's why I would never skip the song because it's a whole experience from start to finish. Sure. Yeah. But as, as an individual song, like one makes me feel more things that I want to feel. So cutting out separate. We have done an episode of Sailor Moon on the show before. It was called Kitty Chaos. I just think Gina maybe was not on that episode. Oh, but Uh, here's what I will say, which I think, I think explains it. I think both Ray and Chan in your everyday lives, you have a lot more dark moments than I do at dark That's feelings. Raising, raising a two-year-old. Definitely. You get that. <laughs> yeah. Takes you so to a place. I, so I think, whereas I am bopping around my apartment and then turn on Batman and I'm like, Oh yeah, let's get dark. You guys <laughs> are dark and then turn on sailor moon. And you're like, thank God a reprieve from our own brains. I don't think that that's sounds, wrong. No, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a uh, that's this week's three theme song thrown on everybody. I hope you hope you liked it because now I'm about to go buy a finest suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, just listen to Sailor Moon and then you can put hang that suit up for another day. That's a good point. Thank God it'll be for round two. I have something to live for. <laughs> oh boy, Chan! What an amazing theme song throwdown! Hooray! I hope it's in the correct order. It's probably not. Okay, guys, so here's where you can find us on the social medias. You can find us uh, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can join the Facebook group and join some of your fellow listeners in posting links and talking about random things, occasionally involving even cartoons. Uh, you can also hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. For five bucks a month, you can get access to our vault, which is what, near 500 episodes at this point. A lot of stuff that you cannot find in the feed. Uh, most of the off episodes that are not G.I. Joe that we did, but also all of the uh, Know Your Joe episodes that we did for a long time. So we have a lot of those side episodes as well. Five bucks, guys. Is, I mean, I think it's worth it, but, you know, I work here. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Uh, otherwise, uh, individually, you can hit me up at Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And we do other stuff, too, but you can find that on your own time. Until then, don't do drugs, kids, because remember, drugs kill. Drugs kill. Ah, oh, damn it. I was really trying to sync oh. up with you there. Okay. Remember. Where's Gina? Drugs uh, you know kill. I, I know I chose not to say it because I, I figured that it would be more of a shit show because you guys are off. I'm not speaking. It's like actually taking drugs. Uh, drugs are a euphoric experience <laughs> and there's nothing bad about them. I'm just saying when you're on drugs, it's hard to sync up with someone on a podcast and also you don't know what's going on. You Wait, are you just saying we're that all on drugs? Sense. That I mean, honestly, at this point, I hope so. It would explain a lot.
Everybody, and that's our show. Thank you very much for listening. Oh wait, we're gonna get that out of here. was long. Really. <laughs> that was long. <laughs> I have had a. Ugh, that was meaningful. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling into water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh I was my just god. Like traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.